Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone. Craig Wessels here from a yank on the footy, and this is episode 204. I will be sitting down with Bevan Jones from the Legends with Bevo show, and Bevan's doing a ton of other things as well. Absolutely love talking to this gentleman. Just so positive, uh, great sense of humor, wonderful interviewer in his own right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in getting your local footy club a shout-out, be sure to drop me an email at yankonthefootygmail.com or send me a note over there on my website, yankonthefooty.com. The club of this episode ended up on this episode because somebody did that very thing. Now, ladies and gents, also, if you've not had a chance to check out the second half of episode 186, I do ask that you maybe check that out. Uh, we're doing a little project for my mom with regards to her 80th birthday, which is coming up in about six weeks, give or take a few days. And uh, she doesn't want any gifts. She's hoping to get uh, birthday cards from as many different people from as many different places with a little note or a picture of something that makes that person happy. And if you're interested in helping out with that, uh, my mailing address is in the show notes for this episode, so you can hop on there. Greatly appreciate it. Like I said, we're hoping to be able to provide her with as many cards as we possibly can. And quite frankly, my sister is doing a much better job of uh, rounding up cards for her than I have been able to do so far. So if, if you've been thinking about it, I hope you'll take a moment or two and maybe drop one in the mail. That would be absolutely fantastic. Now, today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv, and MickAussie.tv is being run by Kim Harrison, uh, as we call him here in North America, Mick Aussie. Mick was a great um, fan of footy, of the AFL. Uh, he's a great fan of the NFL as well as the CFL. He lives in Canada. Uh, he's been here in the North America for a little over 20 years, and he was a pretty decent footy player in his own right in South Australia. Um, the club of the episode this this episode are the Philadelphia Hawks of the USAFL. And the Hawks were founded back in 1998, one of the early clubs, as this is the 25th anniversary of the USAFL this year. Still hoping to get a USAFL sticker so I can put that on my desk at school. Uh, throughout the year, they play against clubs throughout the northeastern part of the United States. I was not able to find their actual schedule in terms of who they were playing, but I'm guessing we're going to see the New York Magpies, the Boston Demons, maybe the Washington, D.C. Eagles, uh, maybe make all the trek all the way up to Maine uh, for the Maine Cats. I'm uh, not exactly specifically sure who all they're playing. Uh, they also play Metro League games throughout the season where they basically scrimmage against one another to help you know build their, uh, their abilities, their skill set, because, again, many players who are involved in this they haven't played this game their entire life. They picked it up a little bit late in life, or they're expats who are rekindling their love of the game. Now, they've also uh, got the Lady Hawks, which began in 2016, and they uh, most recently for finals, they sent almost a half dozen players of the uh, Lady Hawks club to Nationals who combined with some other clubs to form a team. Uh, and uh, the women's club is growing year by year very similar to what's happening with the AFLW. Now, this Friday, beginning at 10 p.m. East Coast time here in the U.S., the club is going to be holding their grand final watch party at Kavanaugh's Head House. 
And it sounds like the kind of place that uh, you might find on the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia show. But I don't know that for a fact because I've never been to this place. And I haven't been to Philadelphia since I was about 12. Uh, but that's located at 421 South 2nd Street. And uh, I hope you have a grand time. Uh, you probably know how I want it to turn out. Uh, but uh, Hawks, I wish you the absolute best of luck as you head to Nationals next month when you head out to Southern California. Wish you a lot of success. Now, ladies and gents, remember that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list. You can leave a review, and I had somebody leave a review for me today. Just was absolutely wonderful. I'm, I'm humbled by the kind words that this person shared, and I don't know who they are, but thank you if you're listening to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly appreciate that. Those, those uh, reviews, that word of mouth, allows me to then have a little bit more street cred, if you will, with prospective listeners, if I can put that out there and say, hey, this is what somebody thinks of the show. So if you have a moment and you enjoy the show, maybe you could head over to Apple Podcasts or you can actually head to my website and leave a review directly there. I do hope you'll also consider getting on my mailing list uh, if you want to uh, get the episodes to you as quickly as they come out. And also, if you want to uh, help out the show monetarily, you can do that either by buying some of my swag over on my Redbubble page or clicking on the Buy Me a Coffee button in the bottom left-hand corner of the website. So let's jump into my uh, chat with Legends of Bevo host uh, Bevan Jones here and uh, enjoy. We had a lot of laughs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to welcome back a friend of the podcast. Uh, he was a guest back in episode 92, which seems like ages ago, but wasn't that his, his life has changed tremendously since then. He's the host of Legends with Bevo, along with many other jobs in the media that I want to dig into as well today. He's a mad Port Adelaide supporter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm proud to welcome Bevan Jones back, man. Bevan, great to talk to you this evening. Thanks for coming on. Craig, absolutely my pleasure, mate. It's always great to chat with you as well. And um, I know you've probably heard this a million times in, in recent years, but congratulations on, on your own weight loss. You're looking absolutely fantastic. I, appreci I appreciate that. That's, uh, it, it's, it's been, uh, it's been, yeah, it's actually been easier than I thought it was going to be because I, you know, I've, I've not missed too many things that I typically would, you know, would have been eating in the past. So, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that, but I've got a way, I've got a long ways to go yet. I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to get complacent at all yet. So, no, so I, good, yeah. yeah. my first question for you before we even talk footy or anything like that. Yeah, sure. How's being a dad? It's, it's awesome. It's absolutely amazing. And yeah, I've, I'm extremely lucky to have, you know, a, a great wife and very understanding wife and a lot of people are very jealous when I say this but um I don't, I'm pretty good with sleep too because I sleep in the spare room every night Craig so she's doing all the hard work and and letting me get a good sleep while I go to work so um yeah a lot of people are very envious of me and for saying that but have it before I get before I get told off by everyone though I have I have offered but uh, no she's like no you're better off actually having a full night's sleep and then help me, help me out at night after work and whatever than than being you know sleep deprived so uh, yeah I'm very happy at the moment but I know that's not gonna be that way forever <laughs> well but that's but you're, you're you're still doing all of the things that 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 she will let you do when the when the time is right for it though so that's that's good so it's yeah no and, exactly and it, it's it's great it's great becoming the uh you know, having made the transition to where, you know, she's, she's the focus, you know, your little one is the focus of, of everything now, which is, you know, it's, you know, I have, I have two kids in their twenties now. So it's, um, that, that's long in, in the history and the, you know, the prospect of grandkids, not great. So 
I'll just have to keep <laughs> keep remembering what it was like there. So, yeah, no, exactly. Know. No, she's she's really starting to smile now, and uh, so coming up to four months old, and and as I'm sure you remember, even though your kids are obviously older, you still remember those days. I'm, I'm sure. So, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Just the smiling and the personality is really starting to shine now. And, <laughs> and yeah, there's nothing better than coming home from work and giving her a cuddle and seeing her smile. So, so before we jump in and, uh, and uh, talk about uh, the Sydney and Geelong matchup, I want to, you know, take a couple minutes and look back at your club, Port Adelaide. And uh, this season, it didn't start out well. There were a lot of positive things that happened in the middle uh, some people decided they wanted to go ahead and change the uh, the entry signs to the facilities late in the season, if I remember correctly. And uh, good memory. Yeah. Are, are you are you happy? Are you happy that Ken Hinckley is coming back this year? It's, it's a very good question, Craig. Uh, yeah, look, um, I'm, I'm looking at it from a couple of ways, and I think you you got to go back to a lot of people have short memories, but you got to look back to back in the day. Uh, when when Port Adelaide was absolutely one of the basket cases of the competition. So, you know, I've always been a, a strong Port Adelaide sport, as you mentioned. So I was always one of those that was going on to the games and when the tarps were out and my mates were stirring me up because we were just getting thrashed. And uh, it was absolutely disastrous down at the club. And um, so that was back in 2012. And then 2013, Ken took over and straight away, he took us to the finals in 2013. And we probably could have easily beaten your cats. Um, we we played really well and, and went down by a couple of goals and um, and people sort of forget that. And yeah, there's obviously been a lot of expectation and disappointment with the last couple of years in terms of the prelims and, and losing that close one to Richmond and then the very disappointing prelim loss to the Dogs last year. But um, as we all know, the AFL is such a tough competition. It's it's so even and you've got to look at the Frio Dockers. They've been in the competition longer than the power they're still yet to win a flag. They've played in one grand final, one losing one. So mm-hmm. they are so, so hard to win. And um, I think a lot of people have this expectation that Port Adelaide is just going to get out, go out and win flags like they used to do in the SANFL, you know, won the most premierships in the Stanford and the, mo- the most successful club in, in Australia in terms of premierships. But it's definitely not the case, Craig. The AFL is so difficult. It's, as we saw this, this year, it's so even as well, other than perhaps West Coast and the Kangaroos were... Um, you know, a bit disappointing this year. Other than that, anyone could beat anyone on their day. And we saw the Crows beat Port in the first showdown. And um, and you look, look back at look back at the season, and even though zero and five was a horrendous mm-hmm. start, I, I sort of look at those first five games. And the Lions game, Port should have won that game. They're up by four goals, and then they had a couple of injuries. And right, um, right. You know, they're pretty pretty unfortunate in the end with with that one, and went down by the four goals as I mentioned. And then the Hawthorne game was was shocking. However, I, I think the players looked absolutely cooked and off their legs in that game and full credit to the Hawks. They are unbelievable. And then the loss against the Crows was disastrous. However, Port should have won that game. And mm-hmm. it's, it's ironic last night in the Brownlow that three players actually got votes in that game. Sorry, two Port players and only one Crows player got votes in that game, in, even though Port lost that game. So it goes yeah, to show that they... Yeah, because you had two losses there by a total of seven points out of those five. Exactly. And, and the Carlton game is another one. Yeah. <laughs> we were down by 50 points at half time. It was a disaster. And everyone was saying, Sat Ken, Sat Ken. And we came back and mm-hmm. again, could have easily won that game. So uh, there's, you know, there's some really good examples of the first five games, how it wasn't as bad as, as what everyone said. And I remember coach Adam Simpson from West Coast saying, This is a, one of the best zero and five sides I've ever seen. And, and I think he's actually 100% correct. So I, uh, yeah, I like think you're there's right. 
disappointment and uh, but there's a lot of like I mentioned to you before there's a lot of Port Adelaide supporters that uh, that just live in the past and and also they're they keep saying oh we're going to get Clarkson we're going to get Clarkson but that wasn't or and he was get, just because he bought a house in Adelaide doesn't mean we're going to get him you know and and who's to say that he was going to turn things around anyway and and that the, going when they, when Clarkson went to the Kangaroos everyone's like well, sack Ken, sack Ken, but it's like, well, you bring another coach in and who's to say that we're not going to be in the same situation this time next year? Yeah, and then well, what I, happens, you know what I mean? So I, I didn't um, realise I didn't realize that uh, Clarko had bought a house in Adelaide. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, I had but, been, I'd been looking at, you know, what before um, things got turned around at the Gold Coast, I'd been perusing the... Uh, the, the real estate listings in Gold Coast because I thought he might be getting you know, the league might be setting him up there saying hey let's get this thing turned around but you know Stuart dude did a nice job did a nice job there but you know yeah you know your, your mom ended up finishing up 10 and 7 to close out the year I mean that was a very yeah, respectable season exactly. at the end there and, so, and that's the thing and and, and that's why it, I, I guess I haven't really answered your question properly um I mean I can see why he has had a long time there and it was disappointing last year in the prelim. But as I mentioned, this year, this year, pretty unlucky. Um, you look at Collingwood, for example, they won so many games by less than a kick. Mm-hmm. If Port had won some of those games by, um, you know, the Collingwood had won that similar kind of margin, there's, then they could have easily been playing finals this year and who knows, could have been a different story. So right. it's one of those seasons. And um, yeah, it's, I can see why people want, want him to get sacked, but at the same time, I think it's great that he's getting another year. Uh, see what happens next year. They've got a good list. They might get a couple of good recruits and have, have an easier draw, you know, finishing a bit lower than on the ladder That's this year than, That's than last point. year and, uh, and see what happens. I, I think they'll be up there again. They'll, they'll definitely be pushing for finals and mm-hmm. I think they'll, they'll turn things around in 2023. So, yeah, whilst it's disappointing not to be playing finals, um, also another thing that, Craig, I just wanted to mention as well, being a Port Adelaide supporter, I'd rather miss the finals, have a big pre-season, get a bit of an easier draw and then be ready to go next year than just make up the numbers in the finals and lose in the first week. And, you know, that's, that doesn't achieve anything. So that, yeah, that's, 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 that's my take on it, mate. I hope that's fair. That is um, certainly fair. fair. So <laughs> when I, what, when you were on uh, a while back, you, you were doing your, your, your show legends with Bevo and that, that has branched out a little bit into other things. And you were, you were hoping to get involved in other avenues of media and you know perusing your linkedin page you have uh you have uh, jumped in with both feet because you have so many different things that you are doing right now that uh it is it's just I, I don't know how you i i'm not so sure if your wife has you in the spare bedroom to allow you to get a, a good night's sleep or that you're coming in at all hours of the evening and she's like Would you quit waking me up uh, but, because you know you're you're, you're working for one of the local papers now. You're you're, you're doing the the NBL one Hoopsters show. You've got the 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 SA scene tennis podcast. You're working for the West Adelaide as the ground announcer as well. You you have a few things going on now in the media, and there are a couple of others I did not list there. So so how, you know, give us a quick synopsis of how all of this stuff has come about then, because this is what if I remember correctly, this is the stuff you wanted to be doing, and lo and behold, you're now doing it. <laughs> yeah thanks Craig oh yeah it's it's definitely a lot of fun and and you're right I'm, I've 
got a very understanding wife. So, uh, and I must admit though that things have quietened down a little bit now that it's the end of the footy season, and um, you know there's no basketball on, which is kind of a nice to have my weekends back and mm-hmm. spend time with her and, and Evie. And um, so at the moment, I've just got got the tennis podcast, the Courier, as you mentioned. Uh, the West Adelaide stuff is not happening now because it's the end of the season. Right. right. Um, so things are quietened down a little bit. Obviously, still doing legends with Bevo. Um, and my, and my job at the Courier as well. So, yeah, still bits and pieces, but uh, not quite as busy as what it was during the football and basketball season. That's for sure. That's good. Now, if you if and if you if you're enjoying the podcast, if you've not gone back and listened to episode 92, I don't want to tell you what other career path uh, Bevan has taken, <laughs> but I remember that we laughed our heads off about this other job that he had. Um, several years ago not one that i would have but uh one that that, that he was uh i guess much more uniquely qualified to have than i was um but i i do recommend going back and listening to episode 92 if you haven't done so because it's just it's uh it's absolutely amazing the stuff that he, that, that he's doing and I'm, and I'm thrilled that you're involved in all of these things now and uh has it been a situation <clears throat> has it been a situation where one door opened which then led to another door opening for you is that kind of what went on there yeah, that's actually quite correct. Um, with with the courier, I managed to get that through just a connection of mine that was almost yeah, yeah almost this time last year I started this job and um, yeah been there for just over a year now and I got a message from a guy I'd never actually met before but we'd sort of built that connection through Adelaide Media and and you know the media world's like everyone knows everyone and uh, he sort of sent me a message and said there was a job going at, at the courier and I thought well. I might as well just put my hand in the ring. I wasn't expecting to get it because media jobs are really tough. And especially, you know, just well, I was obviously during the COVID period uh, last year, still heavily, uh, you know, there was cases left, right and centre and what have you. And there was that uncertainty what what was going to happen with, with COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. So I put my hat in the ring and there was two positions. There was a four-day-a-week one and a five-day-a-week. And another guy got the five-day-a-week one um, and I got the four-day-a-week, which has actually worked out pretty well because it gives me that flexibility to do my other bits and pieces like your Legends of Bevo interviews on Wednesdays. And, and, uh, and yeah, especially now, it's nice to have a day off during the week so I can help out the wife and, and what have you as well and spend time with, with Evie, my daughter. So, well, and- yeah, it's actually worked out pretty well. And you have to, and you have to change the sheets on two beds now instead of one. So I mean, it takes a little bit extra time to do that. So <laughs> that's, that's right, exactly. Yeah, and and it's the tennis, the tennis podcast is. It's actually another interesting story, Craig. And I suppose it's another good example of of why persistence and and jumping in, into different things and and making the most of your chances. Earlier on this year, there was a tournament called the Adelaide International for two weeks which is in the lead-up to the Australian Open. Some very good players played in it, and uh, Adelaide boy Tanasi Kokonakis won it um, in the second week. He played in – there was two weeks, two different tournaments, but in the same location over two weeks. So different players both mm-hmm. weeks, if that makes sense. And Ash Barty won the first week, and the second one was Madison Keys. Uh, and in the men's, the first week was uh, – I think it was uh, actually the one who beat Kyrgios recently, Karen Kachanov. So there's actually some very decent players playing in it. Uh, and, well, actually, no, it might have been, no, so it was Gail Monfils played against Kachanov in the final and Monfils won it. So, yeah, um, so actually, some very handy players playing in this tournament. Anyway, I was lucky enough to go down there and be involved doing match day reports and, and also doing social media posts and, and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. just from doing this, spend those two weeks there the SAC podcast opportunity came up just by knowing the guy who was in charge of that and 
yeah, so it just goes to show. Outstanding. By putting yourself out there, you just never know what's going to happen. And and I think tennis is a good one because there's there's so much footy and cricket and basketball saturation in the media these days. Um, but there's tennis is one of those sports where it, it needs more publicity because it's there's so many great people in the tennis community. So I'm really wrapped to be involved in that. And so I do three interviews each month and then also do an article about one of those guests, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, and then absolutely. That goes, on the on the first serve website um so it's the sa scene is, is the podcast and it's part of the first serve so yeah and there's actually believe it or not craig there's there's a, a podcast called play usa which is part of the the same for the first serve <laughs> business Network. it's a bit hard to explain but if you look up the first serve you'll see the, the sa scene and you'll always also see play usa and there's a guy called Lockie who's from originally from from melbourne who's moved to america now married an american and he lives in mississippi so there you go there's a bit of okay. interesting information for you that there's that american flavor in there as well so terrific <laughs> terrific so yeah are you ready to talk a little bit about uh what's going on this saturday this is gonna be <laughs> i'm you know i being a uh, a Cleveland sports fan, and for those in the U.S., they'll know all about that. But you know, in Australia, uh, Cleveland does not have a long, recent, long storied history of of success when it comes to their sports teams. You know, the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James won in 2016, but the last time any of the major sports in Cleveland had won a championship was 1964, the same time the D's last won the premiership. So it had been a while. Uh, I was alive then. I was a year old. I don't remember it, but uh, rumor has it, it was a wonderful time. But, uh, you know, so the cats are back in. Um, I mean, this was one of the, this was, uh, it was the best final series of games, you know, since I've been following the game. And I, some of the other people I've talked to that have been following the game a lot longer than I have, have said, you know, you know there were a couple of clunker games. You know, the, the Cats-Brisbane game when Fremantle came to, uh, to uh, Melbourne a couple weeks ago, that was a bit of a clunker, but every other game was a nail biter. It was just, it was a terrific series of games. So it, it was, uh, yeah, I'm thrilled. And I did not think the cats were going to get there this year. I actually tipped them sixth this year. Cause I thought that they would begin a little bit of a slide, you know, with the, with the older you know, player profile, but yeah, I guess, you know, Chris Scott did a great job of, of, you know, moving players around on his list, but um Oh, it's, you know, it's this, amazing. 15 yeah. in a row, mate, you've won. Yeah, I, 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 and I and I guess I hadn't really yeah, – I knew that it had, it had been a long streak, but I was talking to somebody last evening. It's like, they haven't lost a game since the middle of May. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. I was, I was, I was shocked by that. But uh, And the Swans have had a, a tremendous year as well. I mean, and the Swans are just a – they're, they're a, a pesky side because, you know, they, they just – they're – the way that they're – their forward structure flies around it. It's it's like it's like going to a picnic and having flies buzzing around you because they're they're coming at you from every angle. It's just it's That's just, a great example. They're 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 all over the sea. You don't you don't know where they're coming from. And then then there, there's one, and then there's three more people next to them. And there's oh somebody snuck in on this side. And it's uh it's just a uh, it's a tremendous group. So I think I think we're in for a, a ter- terrific game. And I was wanting to get some people who know the game and get their thoughts on what they're expecting to see this weekend. Yeah, sure. Um, before I give you my tip, I just wanted to ask you, your, from an outsider's perspective, what's your take on, on Henkley? You know, he seems like a, from what I, from what I've been able to gather and what I've been able to see in the, in the, uh, 
in the media, I, I think he still has the, I think he still has the team in terms of, of the respect of the players. I, th- I think if, if he had lost the players, then I think there probably needed to have a change being made, but I, it's, it seems like he still has the, the respect of, I think of, of the, of the playing list. Um, and, you know, as you said, he's been taking the club's two finals. They've been extraordinarily competitive. They just, they had some, they had some tough breaks the first five weeks. I mean, they had, you know, three games that could have gone either way. They could have very easily been three and two instead of 0 and five. And if that exactly. was the case, if that was the case, you're talking a team then that's finishing up uh, 13 and nine instead of 10 and 12. And I yeah. think they're in the finals there. So it's, it's, you know, they've, they've pushed Richmond out. So, you know what, I guess since they didn't push Richmond out, maybe he should have to go then. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't, and I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I like to give Richmond a hard time because, you know, I just, I, I, the thing that I love joking about with that, and I don't, it's not malicious, all the complaining that I hear about, oh my gosh, we have to play a, a home game at Marvel. Oh no. Oh no. You know, cut, cut through that, you know, that 25 kilometers of jungle and sweep, you know, 20 miles of desert. And then, uh, and then, you know, swim across that croc infested, you know, five kilometer wide river to get between, you know, punt road and, and Marvel stadium. Oh I mean, yeah, just, exactly. What about your poor cats? Best team. I know at the moment they're going through renovations, but how many times have they been, you know, dealt that sort of blow where they've, they've earned a home final and they've had to play the MCG. Well, I, and I, it, it, that's, and, and, that, and I've said this in, in a number of instances, it's the one thing that my American sports brain has not been able to wrap my head around. I understand <laughs> it because you're trying to put as many butts in seats as possible. I, I get it, but it's just, it's, it's, it's that one thing, you know, it, and, and that's kind of why it, the last couple of games, that's why I tipped Sydney and I, I tipped uh, Brisbane to beat Melbourne because I was thinking to myself, Let's just get all the Victorian teams out so the Cats get something that resembles a home final game here. So they, yeah. <laughs> so it did, yeah, it did, uh, it kind of worked out. But, you know, I know I've had people on the podcast that work uh, in the Cats uh, organization have, you know, and they got one more home game during the home and away season this year. So they had nine down in Geelong and they're, they're hoping that once the renovation is done, that they're going to have all 11 there. Of, oh, yeah. the home, of the home games there because they're they're going to say we're adding several thousand new seats which is going to get the capacity up or i think they said around 40 45,000 so oh, they're excellent. saying that, you know that that hopefully they'll be able to to justify not having to travel up the road for for home games and you know maybe um you know let the folks at uh you know richmond and you know essendon and collingwood know that the m1 actually does go south as well <laughs> it's worth a shot it's, it's worth a yeah, shot exactly <laughs> so what are you thinking about the, the game this weekend what are your thoughts gee whiz well how impressive were Geelong on Friday night 71 point win over the Lions and um, the Swans well they just got over the line didn't they in the end against yes. the Pies in in just sums up this final series, doesn't it? I know you mm-hmm. mentioned it before. It's just been one of the greatest final series of all time. And and I just felt when when the Swans are up by five or six goals, I just had a funny feeling that the game wasn't over. And, and the Pies, they've done it all year, and it's a credit to Craig McRae and his team. They just have that never-give-up attitude. And it reminds me a bit of Port, actually, back in the day when you know they 2014 they were going 
you know, they were pretty much all down for the count against the Hawks and then came back and nearly stole that game in the 2014 prelim final. And Collingwood's been a bit similar this year. They've just, credit to them, they've just so, so many close games where they've won. And, and that's just not by fluke. It's just they just keep on fighting. And right, um, right. so, yes, yeah, so credit to Sydney for getting over the line. But, um, wow, John Longmire would have been pretty nervous those last couple of minutes. So, <laughs> so it's, I... it's interesting, though, because... So many times you see in grand finals, the team that wins the prelim comfortably don't always go on and win the grand final. And the team that has a close one actually wins it. Perfect example, back in 07, Port absolutely thumped the Kangaroos so into the game. And, and I thought, wow, Port's going to beat the Cats next week easily and then win the flag in 07. And boy, weren't they completely wrong? And then the Cats <laughs> have just got just got the line against the Pies. And obviously, this is 10 years before you started barracking for them, Craig, so wouldn't have probably known about this. But... Um, that was just such a remarkable situation where going into that grand final port were just almost complacent, I think, and thought we just had it in the bag. And then certainly the cats were just incredible in 07 and they would have beaten anyone on the, on that day, how good they were. And so it'd be interesting to see on, on Saturday, whether something similar happened, obviously it's not going to be a similar margin, but whether or not Sydney's up and about and more ready than the cats, mm-hmm. because they've had that extra week off, Oh, so of Sydney, I suppose, but the, but the Cats have had more of a, an easier game, you'd say, and could rest players on Friday right, night. Right. So whether whether it's going to come back to bite them or not, versus Sydney, who are just ready for the challenge and have got a nothing to lose attitude now on Saturday. So yeah, it's it's going to be an absolutely ripping contest. The two best teams all year, in my opinion, um, are playing on Saturday, and yeah, like we spoke about. Both teams on absolutely huge winning streaks, and ironically, the Swans' last team they beat was Port Adelaide. So, sorry, the last team they lost to was Port Adelaide, I should say. Well, there um, you go. Yeah, yeah, at the Adelaide Oval. So, um, the Swans have been in awesome form as well. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be extremely hard to to pick this one. Um, I mean, I personally, I'm I'm a bit sick of the Cats. Sorry, Craig, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's. You know, I guess it's it's that persistence, if you will, and maybe the maybe the residuals of two thousand and seven that uh, are still lingering there. You know, it's a, it's, exactly. a, it's, it's rather long to hold a grudge, but that's it. We'll we'll let it slide this time. <laughs> no, if they do win it, they they deserve it. They've been a brilliant team all year, uh, but I'll be I'll be hoping that Sydney win. But I, I do actually think, uh, in all honesty, that the way the Cats played on Friday night, they can bring that same pressure and same intensity on on Saturday against the Swans and Hawkins and Cameron can have another big day and Dangerfield can have 28 possessions and two goals he was unbelievable on last uh, last Friday night so yeah I, I think the Cats will win by a couple of goals it's going to be a close final though so yeah I think it's going to be a very exciting one yeah yeah it's going to be uh I am I'm, I'm excited for it you know my my wife and uh her her closest friend the two of them uh the last couple of years, they've been doing kind of those Thelma and Louise road trips. Uh, they're heading, they're heading towards the Grand Canyon, so they're driving cross country. They're leaving actually tomorrow. So my house oh, really? will just be, it'll just be me and my dogs uh, <laughs> watching. So and my dogs will be sleeping, you know, in the other room. So it'll be, it'll be quiet at my house, uh, but hopefully not Your too quiet. Your daughters won't pop over and watch it with you. No, my well, my kids go. My 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 kids are. The closest one is a nine and a half hour drive away. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because she goes, she goes to school uh, in North Carolina, and he lives in Virginia. So they're both. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I am. De- I am definitely an empty nester. Yes, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to convince somebody to come over and watch, but I'm not. 
you know, it's, it, that's not something, you know, it's going to be on, it'll be televised here, but hopefully they won't, uh, uh, they won't do what happened to the Swans and Magpies game here. The, the Fox sports channel that carried the game here, that game ran a little bit long. So uh, they actually, they actually shut off the game with about a minute and a half left and moved no. on to another program. <gasps> no yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. You would so have been devastated. Been, well, I mean, I was watching it on the the Watch AFL app, so I mean, I saw it. But you know, those uh, those people, those people that uh, that you know, myself and other you know, the the handful of other American podcasters are trying to convince that this is a game worth checking out. And if they actually were checking it out, they're going, "What the hell? Why why did it end right then? The game's not over yet." You know, so it's uh, and yeah, I I. I, and I don't know if this is the case, but I didn't know that if, you know, maybe because that was on it, you know, it was ending at around five o'clock in the morning. I wondered whether or not there was actually anybody at the, the Fox sports studios to actually make the human decision to do, to switch over, or was it just all mechanized and it just switched to, yeah. you know, to, to a, an old UFC fight or people playing, you know, Texas Hold'em poker or, or whatever they were doing. Cause they, 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 they tend to show a lot of those kinds of things overnight. So wow, that's you'd be you'd be absolutely devastated, wouldn't oh, you? Yeah. you know, imagine yeah. being a Pies or Swan supporter living in America mm-hmm. and then that happens. Oh, it yeah. would have, it would not have gone over well. And uh <laughs> no. well it, it actually the jet one of the gentlemen I talked to last night, it that happened in a uh in a football game here in the US back in like nineteen sixty-eight, where you know, they one of the major TV networks it got down to the last minute of the game. And uh, the New York Jets were beating the Oakland Raiders and they went to, they started showing a movie called Heidi, which is about this little girl in the hills in Switzerland or Germany or whatever. And well, the team that was losing came back and scored two touchdowns in the last minute of the game to win. But the, the, the network had gone to the, to the movie. So it's this game, you know, and that's 54 years ago. It's, it's still known as the Heidi game to this day because they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we absolutely feeling. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, I mean, I was only five then, so I didn't see it happen uh, live, but it's, and I've watched the replays of, of what transpired on YouTube and such. And it's just like, I, wow. You know, nobody making, nobody making common sense decisions, which is, you know, you could make that argument that that happens in way too many instances all over the world in all sorts of different instances now. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So who's your, who's your Smokey for the Norm Smith? If 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 the if the Swans win, who do you think is going to get it? And if the Cats win, who do you think is going to get it? If the the Cats win, I reckon Dangerfield. And if the Swans win, uh, Smokey. I reckon I reckon a bit of a young gun, Chad Warner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be yeah, good. I reckon good. He he's a gun, absolute gun. So. Yeah, Chad Warner or Isaac Heaney would be the other one I'd consider as well. So, um, but to, yeah, it's going to be such an awesome contest. Yeah, I think it obviously is. Sydney have got so many classy players. Buddy, um, you know, Luke Parker has been so good for so long for the Swans in the midfield. And as I mentioned before, some real young guns in Ollie Florin and, and Chad Warner. Um, obviously the McCartan brothers down back as well. What a, what a great story, Paddy McCartan. It's, it's just it's amazing, isn't it? So I think a guy who's yeah. been concussed that many times this could now be potentially a premiership player. And both of them, a... both of them, former Geelong Falcons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, I, 
Yeah, I, I'm of course hoping that the, the cats win, but you know, the, it, it's very likely that the, the cats could end up being the backdrop, not once but twice this year for something wonderful happening for Buddy Franklin. It's a possibility <laughs> that that could end up happening. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, hopefully, the, you know, I hope they're not preparing for it, but you know, it it, it very likely could happen because you know I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but but if this if the Swans win. I won't be surprised at all because they're, that's an extraordinarily good club. And it's yeah. uh, coached uh, so well too. Yeah. And well, that's I, um, fourth, fourth grand final for John Lomwire in 12 mm-hmm. years. Amazing, yeah. isn't it? That is, yeah. that's impressive. It's, uh, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't, he's, he's done that bounce like you were talking about earlier. Cause you know, there've been some instances where he's had to go back where the club has gone back and maybe settled down, got an easier draw the next year and was able to bounce back. You know that you talked about that with Port earlier on uh, this yeah. evening. That's uh, that's kind of what has happened with City. You know, the Cats have consistently been there where they're making finals year after year after year after year, but not <laughs> gotten to the not reached a mountaintop, if you will. But they've gotten close. But but they've stayed up there. But the Swans have done that where oh. they've gone back and they've made it. You know, they may not have won every one of the grand finals, but they've made it there with more frequency than the Cats have. Yeah, in, that's in the thing. Cats, everyone keeps thinking the Cats are going to drop, but yeah, they. It's a credit to them and Chris Scott and. Everyone, the coaching staff, the players. I couldn't even tell you the last time that they've had had a bad season where they haven't played finals. It's, it's mm-hmm. remarkable. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been it's been good. It's been good, and I, and I I just I'm I'm ecstatic being a cat supporter. You know, I know that there's the you know the the, the calendar is an inevitable thing in the game because you know in reality you know the the older players are still young men, but in in footy reality, you know. Selwood, Duncan, Hawkins, Dangerfield are, you know, are, are coming up on the tail ends of their careers. I mean, there's going to be a huge transition, you know, happening in Geelong, but evidently since the fishing is so good there, they're going to go ahead and be able to replenish those stocks here, I think. (laughs) Um, And and who would be your Norm Smith suggestions, Craig? You know, I, I, I haven't thought about it yet because I'm still, I'm still doing a, a preview episode on Thursday myself. I really haven't thought about it from my standpoint. I, yeah, I, 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 if I had to say right now, I wouldn't be shocked to see it be Brad close. Oh, that's a good, yeah. good call. Cause I, 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 I'm convinced. I think that he, he, I, I think he's going to be a future captain of the team. I really do. And I don't, you know, I just, he just, the way he carries himself on the ground, the way he's, you know, no nonsense, that sort of thing. I just, I think he could be that, you know, there may be a bridge between him, between uh, Joel Selwood and him. You know, you might have Tom Stewart for, you know, a handful of years, what Selwood steps down. But I, I think Brad Close, if he stays, if he's with the Cats long-term, I have a feeling he has a, a good long run as, as the club's captain. Yeah, it's cool. Ex, an ex-South Australian, so. There you go. There you go. Yeah. See you. So hopefully hopefully he doesn't want to get back into the uh, the – the black and the teal. Crows. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so where, where can people find your work, sir? Yeah. So legends with Bebo, you can, you can listen to it or watch it on, on YouTube. Um, you can get it on Instagram, Facebook, um, and, and listen to it on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, really. So you just look up legends with Bebo and it comes up there and uh, the SA scene tennis podcast that we were talking about before. If you just look up the first serve, the first serve, then you can find the SA scene 
podcast as well as the the Play USA one and several others as well. All right, I just looked up the first serve. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm looking at the Play USA there. I see the say SA scene. I'm going to go ahead and link that in my show notes, so that will be there as well. So if you are a tennis buff, you will oh, find great. that there as well. You're um, a great man, Craig. Thanks, mate. Well, don't start rumors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Bevel, this has been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you uh, setting aside some time. I know that uh, I know you were you were doing fun things with your little one there, and I'm. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know if I would want to to start over and, and do the whole parenting thing again with with an <laughs> infant myself at my age. But uh, I hope you enjoy it. It uh, embrace every moment that you can because it it goes so quickly. I mean, you know, thanks, Mike. Yes, it. it is. It's yeah. Take lots of photos, you know, get them, get them off the phone and get them on the walls and that sort of thing. You know, so you, so you have them there, but, uh, absolutely, uh, thrilled for you and your, your family. And, uh, I wish you all the success that you're having and it, it's great to see everything that's good that you've got going on. Right back at you, Craig. That's really kind. Thank you, mate. And, um, love your work too with your podcast and and thanks for letting me be a part of it i'm always always uh privileged to to come on and, and it's always good fun you bet i i appreciate it man i appreciate it so very much and again that is uh bevan jones that's joined us uh for this one this has been i've been running the gamut through five interviews and you are number five that i'm doing it's not going to be released in that order but you are the fifth one that uh that i've done and uh a lot of laughs and please go back and listen to episode 92 if you want to find out what he did in a previous life it's, it's well worth about an hour's worth of your time to listen to this because you had some great stories. And Bevan, thanks so much, man. I truly appreciate it. Anytime, Craig. Thanks, man. Take care. You bet. Cheers. Cheers. And Bevan, thanks for sitting down with me again, man. I, uh, I, I am waiting for the DVD where you can help me with some dance moves. I do love chatting with you, sir. Um, and again, folks, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you'll find everything about the podcast. My blog posts are over there. I'm getting those with a little bit more frequency. Like I said, you can get on the mailing list. You can leave a review. Uh, you can sign up as a guest. And again, once the season winds down, which is going to be after this week, I'll be moving into the AFLW a little, with a little bit more frequency. Uh, but I also plan on conducting interviews throughout the offseason as well because I, I, don't, I don't know cricket enough yet to where I'm watching that on a regular basis. I'd love to get involved in it, but... Uh, that hasn't happened quite at this point in time. But folks, ladies and gents, check up with one another. Make sure everybody's okay. Talk to your friends. Ensure that they're doing well. Uh, if you need to, like I said, reach out to them. Make sure that they're they're all right, okay? Uh, I've got all those numbers in the show notes as well. If you need to talk to somebody, reach out to somebody. Please talk to them. And again, thanks so much for your kind words. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, May your dribble kick never, ever, ever, ever hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 204 of a Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at Yank underscore on, on Twitter or to Yank on the Footy at gmail.com. All of those social links and my email are linked on my website. If you go there, 
They're all up at the top. You can click on those and it'll take you right out to my Facebook page. It'll take you right to my Instagram. My LinkedIn, I believe, is there. Twitter most definitely is there as well. So, folks, I appreciate, appreciate all the kind words. And until next time, goodbye.